Welcome to Healthcare Disrupted, where conversations, topics, and innovators share how they are disrupting healthcare to change a cookie-cutter healthcare system to become more innovative, creative, and result-driven. Now, here are your hosts, Renee Lumain and Jasmine Vilas. All right, welcome to our third episode. And uh, we are pleased to have a wonderful guest with us. His name is Alex Arillo. I hope I said your name right, Alex. You did. You did good. So definitely uh, thank you for, for coming on the show today. And we definitely want to talk about uh, your company called Quantify. Uh, for those who are listening to our podcast today, Alex is a co-founder of Quantify. And I'm going to go ahead and jump right into our discussion today. And for those who may not be familiar with you, Alex, or with your company, uh, just if you don't mind, share a little bit of your background uh, for, from a career experience and what led you to Quantify. Sure. Okay. So my background has always been around business development, marketing, sales. Um, I became an entrepreneur at a very young age. Um, I always tell people my last W-2 was when I was 17 years old. Ever since then, I, you know, I haven't filled one of those out. Um, and, you know, throughout all of those years, I've been in different industries, mostly tech, um, some health and, you know, nutrition. But over the last 10 years is when I really got into healthcare, doing consulting work for medical groups, IPAs. Um, and really around the Medicare space. And it wasn't something that I, I searched for. I fell into it. And I really fell in love with it just because it was, there was a business attached to it, but it's also doing a lot of good for the community, especially in the senior market. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, it just I started to get a really good grasp on how these organizations were doing business, how they were making decisions. And little by little, some other, what I consider gaps I started to share them with my business partners and that's kind of how the idea of quantify came about just from what I thought were problems that organizations were facing right so um you know I shared it with two of my business partners um Dan Wang which is our CFO he's a co-founder and back Sam Bath he's also our co-founder and we all bring different talents both with um, um all of us with some healthcare experience and that's where we figured, well, if, if I'm coming across this problem, maybe other organizations are coming across this problem. Mm. And then we just did what we usually do. We start calling people, asking questions and, and asking them, hey, are you experiencing this problem? Are you experiencing this problem? We heard it enough times where we figured, okay, maybe there's a business here, right? And that's, that was the, the beginning of Quantify and, and, and kind of how we thought, well, let, let's see if we could do it, right? Um, we didn't put a business plan together. We just went to work and started to figure it out little by little. Just winged it pretty much in the beginning, at least. Yeah. A hundred percent winged it. Yeah. No yeah. business plan. Yeah. I dig yeah. It. No, it's cool. And, you know, I think sometimes, especially when you're in the healthcare industry and you notice that there is a gap or that something is missing. And oftentimes we understand that whenever uh, a business is created is because there's a void in the market and somebody has to fill it. And so I'm pretty sure that's where you probably came into place to figure out, hey, you know, we can probably do something uh, and maybe it's already out there, but we can probably do it better. And so, right. um, and so, and, and so that's wonderful. Um, and so 
I also wanted wanted to ask you um, why the name Quantify. So it's a good question. I, I, you're the first one to ask that question, actually. Um, so you know, we're we're when we sat down and we started to to look at what we were going to build, we wanted it to be quantifiable, right? Something you can measure, right? Um, but obviously quantify.com was already taken. Gotcha. Um, and again, we had no business plan. We were like, let's see if we could do this. And we started to build it. So we were not going to spend thousands of dollars buying that domain from someone. Sure, so sure. Being, being Latino, being Mexican, I said, well, quanta and Spanish is how much, right? Right, right. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just go with, with our version of it and, <laughs> and, and put some Latin flavor into it and call it Quanta. Right. <laughs> you know, that, that was really the reason why. You know, so it was like, Quanta is how much? And five, we're like, we'll quantify it, right? So yeah, it was right. our version of quantifying something. I love that's it. That's awesome. And that's even better anyway when you choose a unique name, right? We don't have to battle for, like you said, the whole domain battle and trying to get, you know, all your pages on this on the different platforms and everything. It's like everybody wants a buck for it, even if they just bought it kind right. of as a right. as a uh, as a broker. So very cool. Um, yeah. So tell me, you were talking about gaps in healthcare. I'm very curious when you say gaps. What kind of gaps were you looking to to fill with with this platform? So the the biggest challenge that we saw was a lack of, of knowledge and data from the, from the healthcare organizations, right? So you have the Medicare Advantage plans, you have the IPAs, you have the medical groups, you have the MSOs, you have all these big organizations, some big, some small, and they're all trying to do kind of the same thing, right? They're all trying to engage with physicians to either contract them, network with them, get them to offer their products or services, um, but they're most of the time doing that kind of ad hoc, right? So they're, they're saying, well, we're going into this area and we have these, all these lists from different sources and we've heard these doctors are the main doctors in the area. So we're going to go and talk to them and they host these dinners and they host these events and they invite people, but they really don't know who they're actually targeting, right? Mm -hmm. They really don't have a good knowledge of what does this physician really have in their practice as far as Medicare patients. Um, and a lot of times they just rely on talking to a doctor and the, and the office manager and whatever they tell them, that's what they take for, you know, as, as credit, right? They say, well, how many patients do you have? Well, we have 500. Oh, okay. So they start to base their decisions off that. Yeah. So we just figure there has to be a better way on, on how to, on how to get that data to make you smarter because maybe you don't need to talk to 300 doctors. Maybe there's only a hundred that you really need to talk to because they have the patients that have the most need for your services or your, or your, or your insurance plan. Right. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of the main gap that we saw that, that these healthcare organizations were guessing as to who they should go out and talk to. Right. Wow. Getting them away from the hope and pray method of marketing. So. Correct. <laughs> I Correct. It. I get it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I definitely agree with you about that too. I, you know, for me as a healthcare business consultant, I talk with providers all the time, uh, even with executives in different healthcare organizations. And, um, and I tell you, I think one of the important things that they, they need is data and being able mm -hmm. to get 
quickly to make decisions. Um, you know, we all are in different aspects of the healthcare industry, and we know this is one of the industries it changes so rapidly. New policies, things that can right. just truly affect business and how healthcare is actually provided within the United States. And so I can definitely see with, you know, a company like yours that can basically provide the data for decision makers to be able to make on a day-to-day basis. Uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, that is what's going to really help set these organizations apart. And so right. we, um, so I, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. So, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So switching gears a little bit, so we talked earlier about the quanta and quantify. So what exactly are we quantifying what, what, when we talk right. about the data here? So when it comes down to the data, we quantify, we've built a platform now where we have direct APIs into four major data sources. Um, number one is CMS, right? So we pull a lot of Medicare data from there. Number two is census. So we pull a lot of demographic data from census. HRSA, so all the FQHC data we pull from there, and the MPA registry, right? So those are the main four databases that we pull from. We do have some private databases that we own that we've invested into, and we, we merge them into, into, into the public ones. Um, and what we found out is that once we started to develop the, the, these reports or this data knowledge, some of the organizations were coming to us and saying, oh, well, we think we have that in-house, right? We think, uh, our, I think our team has that. And what we started to realize, and I guess what makes us different than everyone else out there, is that one thing is we extract the data, we hygiene the data, we process the data, but then what we do is we actually build a use case for, with the data. Okay. So someone doesn't have to sit there and think, well, I see this, all these spreadsheets and all these numbers, how do I make sense of it? How can I get a one sheet that I can take and talk mm-hmm. to a doctor about that he doesn't, have, he's not looking at an Excel file, right? Okay. So that's what, we, that's what makes us different. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to wonder what it's going to look like. It's already done, right? So we're able to generate the most common reports that we get requested for are PCP reports or specialist reports because healthcare, healthcare organizations, IPAs, medical groups, uh, Medicare Advantage plans, they want to know how many Medicare per patients does a doctor have, right? Mm-hmm. If they have 500, how many of those are straight Medicare versus MediMedi? Mm-hmm. Um, what conditions do their patients have, right? And are they diabetic? Do they have hypertension? What percentage? How much are they billing Medicare? Mm-hmm. And from what they're billing, how much are they actually getting reimbursed? That's right? True. How does that break into a per patient per month? Right. Um, they also want to know what are some of the, um, you know, the ethnicities that mm-hmm. the patients fall into. And not only that, but we trend the data. So you can see the data for the last six years. And based on that, you can pretty much predict what the next two or three years will look like, right? Yeah. So it, all we need is a doctor's name and an MPI, something that even an MPI, you just give us a doctor's name and an address and we generate the, the report for you. So it's, it's really, really simple um, for them to, to find that data right away, right? Got it. Wow. That's- 
That's good. So tell me a little bit more, expand a little bit more on how an IPA, or as you said, a Medicare Advantage plan would use your system. And is there, is there a particular example that you could share with us to help us understand? Our sure. audience? So IPAs are typically coming to us in one of three scenarios. Number one, they're coming to us and saying, hey, Quantify, we have 200 contracted physicians, right? These are all independent. They're not employees of the IPA, right? Mm -hmm. They're independent. We want to know who should we spend more time with in helping them grow their practice. So they give us a file, right? This is more of our managed service. They give us a file of all their doctors. We put it through our system, and then we build an executive summary. And then we say, oh, you're 200 doctors. You know, they fall into these buckets. 20 of them have 500 or more Medicare patients. 50 of them have 400 plus, right? So we create the different buckets based on what they're looking for, right? Okay. So the IPA will want to know um, number of patients, how much they're making per patient per month, right. um, who has the highest many medis. So at the end, once we present the executive summary, they will look at that executive summary and say, okay, well, out of 200, I can see that I only want 89 reports. Because those are the those are the doctors I want to go talk to. So mm -hmm. then we generate those eighty nine reports, and they know that the reports that they're generating are useful. It's yeah. not hey I ran two hundred and you know out of two hundred only eighty nine are useful, right? So it's not they're not wasting money. Right. Um, the second scenario is they'll come to us and say, hey, I have this list uh, of doctors I want to contract, but I don't know who's good or not, mm -hmm. right? So same scenario, we run it, we tell them, okay, are your list based on your goals? Here's right. who we think you should go after. Right. The third scenario is they come to us and they say, we have no list, right? But so we're going into this new county and we want to find doctors that fit this criteria. And we have about 10 or 15 different um, items they can pick from. And we say, okay, great. We go into our database. We go into our software, we look up the county, we can do it by state, county, city, zip code, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And then we build a list for them and say, based on what you're looking for, these are the physicians you want to talk to. Gotcha. So Alex, I, got, I have a question for you. Sure. When your clients are requesting for these data, how long does it typically take for you guys to pull that data, make it look pretty and present it to them? So... If someone has the doctor's name and MPI mm -hmm. and the MPI has data, mm -hmm. it could be, if they put it in order today, they could get it within 20 minutes, an hour. It just depends on how the log is, right? It's, it's automatic. Okay. Um, the ones that take a little bit longer is it's when we're doing executive summaries because they're giving us a huge list. Mm -hmm. We have to put it through our system and then our team has to analyze it. Once they know what they want to run, it's fast. It's, I mean, we generate reports within 60 seconds, right? It's, it's longer just getting it over to them and that's it. Okay. Right. And you generally present this to the client and have to have to explain it. It's usually something that they understand fairly easily and are able to, to interpret and, and know how to use that data. That, that's a really good question. So what we've learned to do is that once we understand the client's goal and what they want to do, and we run the, the, the data for them and, and they have their tools ready, 
then what we do is we like to schedule a training with not only the executives, but the people that are actually going to go out, out, out in the field mm. and train them on how to use this tool, right? Because they've never seen it before. So because they're not familiar with it, right? So we train them, we make ourselves available and saying, hey, if you guys have questions, let us know. Because you might look at it, think you understand it, you got on the field, you get asked a question, and then you're wondering, well, how do I answer that question? Right. <laughs> so that's how we support um, our clients, because if they're successful out there, they're going to continue to, to do business with us. Yes, I, I think that's probably a really great value add, too, because it, you know, really being able to, to make it something useful that folks that are going to be on the ground can utilize and right. confident in pre presenting that, that data to, um, to the providers as they have those conversations. So, yeah, right. that's excellent. Yeah. So another question that I do have. So, you know, because I did have an opportunity to go through and look at the Quantify website, which looks pretty, pretty nice. Uh, you know, I thought it, it was well done. Um, and I know you mentioned that IPAs would be, um, you know, your clients, but would hospitals also be a client of yours as well? Hospitals can definitely be a client of ours if they're what you consider like an IDN, right? An integrated delivery network or Mm -hmm. um, any, any hospital that has a network of physicians okay. could benefit from, from this. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Gotcha. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cause I think about like the HCAs, the Baylors, and I mean, these are healthcare systems in Texas, but I'm sure you have, uh, you know, other healthcare systems in other states as well too. So, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, and I wanted to say, we met, you mentioned this phrase, Medi Medi. A, a couple of times and um and some people who are not as well versed Sorry. In, <laughs> i know it so in the california world it's a very common thing it's yes. super popular so you want to expand upon what that means when we say Medi -Medi? sure <laughs> sure so that that's our term for individuals who have medicare and medicaid or in california we call it medical Mm -hmm. Right, but they have both insurances, right? So they have Medicare and Medicaid. That's that's what we call MediMed. Yeah, that's the, that's that insurance vernacular right there. We, I I knew exactly yes. what you said when you said it, but I want to make sure our listeners aren't like he keeps saying MediMed. I don't know what he's talking about, or thinking right. the same thing, Medicare and Medicare, which is, you know, not not impossible, but not usual. <laughs> so. Right, right. Awesome, awesome. All right. Yes. All right. Yes. Well, so so now I guess. Um, in regards to, so right now the company is located in California, right? Correct. Okay. So we're based in, um, we're based in LA. Um, that's where we, where we, where we live. Most mm -hmm. of our clients are in California, Texas, Florida, New York is in New York. We have, a, yeah, but mostly those three states, California, Texas, and Florida are, are the ones that we've, we've um, started with. I got you. Have limitations on, on areas that you can operate? Absolutely not. We cover the entire U.S. Okay. So anywhere in the U.S. that there's a physician that's either part of any of those four databases, we can pull data on, on those physicians. So no, no limits. Great. So like if, it, if a health system or a group is looking to expand into a new region outside of California or any of the states that you're operating in, they absolutely can, can use you guys to evaluate their options. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah, we, we cover all 50 states. Very good. Sure. 
So as a business owner, right, um, and you know, really all of us are business owners here, you know, one thing I constantly think about, uh, you know, especially with, you know, with my company is how can it, you know, how can or what can I do to continue to make it evolve, especially mm-hmm. times and, you know, especially when you look at the whole, the current situation where we're with coronavirus, right? I think it right. caught a lot of people in healthcare off guard, especially, um, you know, healthcare systems and even private practice uh, providers where they're having to try to hair up and implement telemedicine just to keep their patients and not lose it and still generate some type of revenue. So with Quantify, we know that this is really a data-driven company. How do you see it uh, within the next five to 10 years as a potential uh, healthcare disruptor, right? To to disrupt healthcare in such a way where it's going to uh, make a big difference to truly improve uh, care and outcomes? That's a a good question. It's It's something we probably think about every day as we try to build our business, right? Mm-hmm. It's how do how do we not only grow but how do we provide value, and and kind of touching on, on the whole COVID nineteen thing, right? When that happened, we were, you know, we're we're a fairly new company, and we had just kind of gone out in the public and started talking about quantify to our network, and then this thing happens, and all of our conversations just paused with clients, right? Because everyone's like, yeah. what's going on? But, you know, we're strong believers that everything, you know, there's always where there's a problem, there's a solution, right? So one of the things that did happen was a lot of doctors, you know, just personal connections that we have reached out and said, hey, they were just trying to find out what's going on, right? Mm -hmm. And what we started to realize is that a lot of these doctors have relied on kind of the old model, right? Mm -hmm. Fee for service, you show up, I see you, I bill, right? Right. You show up and I try to do as much as I can to build as much as I can to get paid as much as I can. Totally. Well, that goes out the window when people can come to your clinic. And right. it's unfortunate because a lot of, you know, this really has a downward spiral because a lot of these practices may not survive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're sitting there and they're not generating the revenue. So now they're freaking out and, Mm-hmm. You know, till about six weeks ago, we didn't even know this existed, um, which is RPM, Remote Patient Monitoring. Mm-hmm. And these organizations started to reach out to us as long as, along with chronic care management organizations, which right. allow the doctors to put some of their patients or the patients that, that can benefit from it on these programs mm-hmm. so they can continue to get care, right? Mm-hmm. right. Especially the chronic. And it allows the physician to generate money without having the patient come into the clinic. So for us, being able to provide these RPM and CCM companies the data they need to know which doctors to reach out to, it's a a huge impact because we know that we have a little bit, we're we're impacting a little bit of that patient's health, right? Because if they can get to them fast enough, they're going to be able to get on these programs fast enough. Um, So that's how we're, that's how we feel that we're adding value right now during this current situation. And also educating the physicians themselves because they don't know, right? They're used to their, their models and comfortable. From my experience, right? They're comfortable. We've all been and, very comfortable for too long. And I, I think for a lot of them, it's, it's, hey, it's not broken, don't fix it, right? Leave it alone. Very much. And most, 
most doctors are really good physicians, but not really good business people. And I, and I, I tell everyone that's how we want them to be, right? We don't want them to be good business people. They're, they're meant to be doctors. But even educating them and saying, hey, doctor, this is how much you were making yeah. doing fee-for-service. Mm-hmm. This is what you could do, providing your patients great service to these, right. these other platforms. Right, and the, um, the end result is a really amazing, I think, stronger healthcare system for the population, right? For the greater good of society, even even us, right? If we have, we don't 100%. have to go to our doctor every single time and sit in their office and pay the copay and spend the amount of time and the folks that are in the rural areas that can't get there, it just, I think it has a huge perk, so I agree. Yeah, there's, there's a lot less less waste. Um, I do want to touch on, on something you said, long-term wise, how, how do we feel that we're going to disrupt healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. Well, right now we're servicing the healthcare organizations, yeah, we're the executives, the, the decision makers, but uh, just in the little bit of time that we've been in business and the data that we've collected, we feel that in the next two to three, maybe even four years, we'll have enough data to really give a transparent view to the consumer mm. about physicians. Oof, game changer right there. Absolutely. So we're, yeah. you know, we, we're working on a few things on the back end. Um, it's going to take some time. Sure. But to us, it's, hey, you're relying on, the, on these professionals mm-hmm. to take care of your livelihood, right? For you to continue to live and breathe and be okay. So you should be able to know as much as you can about these doctors. Right. Absolutely. So um, that's that's our goal in the next three to four five years. I love yeah. it. That's great. That's a huge. I mean, like you said, game changer right there. I think that that's yeah. absolutely something that everybody can use. Right. It's we're all we're all kind of taking a a chance when you you read the Google reviews, but you you know you have to wait for your own experience after. Correct. Mm-hmm. Months, weeks. You know, when when your outcome is is not as you expected it to be <laughs> with that particular. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So for me, uh, Alex, I think, um, so one other question that I do have to, because, so as far as the service, right, that your company provide, is it one of those platforms where people can basically go in and run their own report or is it just your company is going to basically uh, run a, run the report, make the report look pretty every time for the client? So up to this point, it's always been white glove service, right? So if someone comes to us, it's not, I wouldn't say it's customized every single time. The executive summaries are customized, but the reports themselves, there's, there's a few templates that are standard, right? So it's not self-serve at the moment. Um, in the next maybe 20 days or so, we, clients will have the ability to just request a report and sure. then they will get an email with, with it, but it's not something they can go and then download right away today. Okay. Reason for that is because we wanted to really have an experience as to when someone gets that report in front of them, are they gonna know what that report means? I got you. And how to use it, because if they don't, what's the, what's the point of it, right? Sure. So instead of just letting someone go there and run all these reports, we really wanted to develop a relationship with our clients to yeah. make sure that when they're getting it, not only are they excited about it, but they know exactly how to use that report to meet their, meet their goals. 
Absolutely. And I think that's wise, the, a wise approach, mostly for the fact that you, you end up losing people in data overload when you just have it. I mean, even if you, you present it or, it, you know, it is presented on paper in a, in a very, what we would think of as easy to read and understandable format, yeah. it won't really help them to understand how to utilize that data and the, you know, give a really kind of a better synopsis, even verbally, most people aren't going to, to be able to, to take action with that. With yep. that data. So yeah, that's great. Um, I have a question as it relates to the, the customer side. So are you kind of a one and done, or is this a relationship that you want to continue where you have a longer term recurring relationship with your clients? So that kind of piggy, piggybacks off the, the other question, right? So Till, till this point, it's been more of a project-based service, right? So we engage with the client, they tell us what they need, we develop the reports. Um, there is a, con it does continue to, to, the relationship continues to build for the simple fact that now that they know what's possible, mm -hmm. they're coming back and saying, well, what about this? What about that, right? We, or we're going into a new market. Can we repeat what we did in this market? So now, we're moving into more of a subscription-based model. Mm -hmm. So instead of you just putting in an order every single time, there'll be specific packages you could pick from that allow you to run X amount of reports, any type, any template for a fixed cost every month. Mm -hmm. um, we will still offer our managed services for clients that have more of a, of a higher touch need that, you know, that requires custom work. But for someone that already knows, hey, this is what I want, I already know what the report looks like, I just need to run X amount per month. They'll be able to do that within the next 20, 30 days or so. Okay. Yeah. Do you recommend that? So we talk about the example of um, the marketing team and equipping them. Would you recommend that that's a relationship that a, an organization or practice would use you guys for on an ongoing basis every time that they're looking to evaluate their strategy as, as on a quarterly or annual basis? We've done research and we've done some, some um, case studies with some of our clients. On average, we're saving them anywhere between 30 to 50% of the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we haven't pulled hard numbers, but I would say on the low end, we're probably saving them six figures plus. Mm -hmm. Wow. Versus them just going out there blindly because we've sat in front of organizations that give us word documents and saying here's a list of providers right and it's just doctors names and these are <laughs> these are big organizations wow. or they have it's it, it, it's it's interesting what we see out there right so we know the moment we see that we know we can totally help them and cut their time increase their their, their um their efforts and their results so I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out into a new market without having this data. Absolutely not. Wow. Absolutely. Well, so for our listeners out there, please sure. let us know how can they get in contact with you or get a hold of somebody in your company if they want your services. So what would that look like to them? Easiest way is just go to our website, go to quantify.io. Um, the dot com will be up shortly, but that's the fastest where you can find us on, on LinkedIn. We're also on LinkedIn. I'm very active there. So that, those are probably the two easiest ways to, to get a hold of us. And I just want to make sure with the spelling with quantify. Sure. Okay, the same thing, just to make sure. <laughs> so <laughs> quantify, right? So it's C U A N T A F Y. 
Okay. Dot IO, right? Dot IO, correct. Gotcha. Correct. Gotcha. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, well, I don't have any other questions. Uh, how about you, Jasmine? No, this has been great. Very informative. Thanks so much for sharing about Quantify, Alex. It's been a great Sure. Thank you guys for thank you guys for having me and you know, look forward to connecting with you guys further. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check back for new episodes of Healthcare Disrupted. Find out more at www.healthcaredisrupted.org. Until next time.